Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. With your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, you may or may not be aware that there is a war raging all around us. It's not a war of guns. It's not a war of missiles. However, in the end, it may prove to be just as deadly. It's not a war over land and territories, but it is a war to capture and influence the hearts and minds of our society. It is a cultural war. Tonight, we bring you part six in our series talking about 10 cultural and current issues that affect us as individuals, that affect our families, our churches, our communities, and our world at large. These cultural and current issues not only affect us, but can lead us in the wrong direction, away from God and away from our fellow man. The real issue is how do we respond to these 10 cultural and current issues from a biblical and apologetic perspective? Well, to the answer to these questions and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that challenging uh, introduction and we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be challenged, blessed, and lifted up in the Lord uh, tonight. And we've been doing this series for a while now, and we've been getting a lot of good responses from people saying that they have really been blessed as we confront the current cultural issues of our day and we are responding to it from a biblical perspective because First Peter 3 and 15 says to give an answer to every man that asks of you a reason of the hope that's in you with meekness and fear. So we are commanded by God to give answers. This is the fill of apologetics, Christian apologetics, and you need to be equipped in that area or you'll get whipped in another area. So that's very important. Now, uh, our scripture uh, that we have been based this uh, series on uh, is, the, our text is Romans chapter 13 and verse 11. Uh, it says in Romans 13 and verse 11, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Now, uh, this passage of scripture uses the word, awake, not woke. 
And we're living in a current culture and world that's getting further and further away from the Word of God and redefining biblical terminology. Be a, on your guard, be alert, be watchful for all of this stuff that's in the media, even in some churches today. Now, our title has been Not Woke Up, But Awaken Up. Not Woke Up, But Awaken Up. What a title, what a title. And what I'm gonna do by means of review, rather than going into detail on all of these points that I have talked about, uh, I'm just gonna name them, and then uh, you can go back over the podcast and get that info, uh, but I'm gonna name it uh, from one to five, and then I'm gonna get into number six and break that down. Now, uh, so the first one that we uh, have brought out in Contending for the Faith is the postmodernism and relativism, and you've learned about that. Number two, we've learned about woke culture, world, You've learned about that. Number three, critical race theory. And that's all it is. Got a good name. It's a theory. And uh, number four, Equality Act. And uh, we've learned about that. And then number five, what is uh, cultural appropriation? And we've learned about that as well. Now, tonight, we're going to get into another subject that is popular in our culture today. And that is number six, what is political correctness? Political correctness. Uh, Now, I wanna ask the question to you uh, tonight and listen carefully. What does the Bible say about political correctness? And that's an important question because we're getting information from all sorts of sources that's outside the Bible, but not from the Bible. And we must be driven by the Bible, not by uh, political correctness. Now, I want to call your attention on this because uh, when I ever hear the word political correctness, that that sickens me, that uh, convicts me, that grieves me because that's what happened with Paul when he uh, many times would see uh, immoral acts and idolatry. It says his spirit was grieved within him. Your spirit should be grieved in you when you see these things that's happening in our uh, culture and world today. Excuse me. Now, um, the Bible calls us and commands us to be not politically correct, but biblically correct. Make a note of that. Not to be politically correct, but biblically correct. Now, why do I say that? Because if you look in your Bibles to... Um, I would say 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Oh, this is some good stuff here. Good stuff that you need and giving answers to our current culture. And it's not, I don't hear too many preachers preaching on this today. And I want to challenge the preachers out there. You got to give answers in this area or you're going to see some of your church folks leaving your churches going into a lot of nonsense an unbiblical stuff. Now, it says in 2 Timothy chapter uh, 3, and it says here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and let me read in your hearing uh, verse uh, 15 and 16. And that from a child 
that has known the Holy Scriptures. Now, notice that he mentions the word Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scriptures, look at verse 16. All Scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, now, here's the word, underline that, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. This scripture debunks political correctness, because the way you're going to be correct is to be correct in God's word. You need to be biblically correct, not, you know, politically correct. You need to be biblically correct. And this is what the Word of God is saying, oh, I'm going to labor on this for a moment. It talks about Holy Scripture. Now, you want to get into some unholy stuff? Start getting into political correctness. That's unholy stuff. The Bible tells you and commands you and me to be involved with biblical correctness. And that's why he says all scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You're going to be perfect and mature. That's the word mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You want to do good works? Well, political correctness is not going to get you into good works. It's going to get you into bad works, my friend. And all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Some of you out there may be saying, I'm doubting God. I'm doubting his word. My friend, you need to look at the Word of God. This is a scripture that rebukes you on that. To stop doubting the truth of scripture. There's too much evidence. And as Josh McDowell once said in this famous book, evidence demands a verdict. Volume 1 and 2, you should get that. Evidence that demands a verdict. Volume 1 and 2, and read it. It's too much evidence. And that's why David said, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. All scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine. You want to be sound in doctrine? Uh, well, get in God's word. You want to be reproof, meaning correct it and reproof and correct it? You're going to get the best correction is from the word of God. And when somebody corrects you for getting involved with a lot of foolishness, a lot of times we get involved with so much foolishness. It can range from uh, drugs, sex, immorality, idolatry, false teachers, the world of the occult, you know, pornography. We can get into, you know, wanting to get into all of this stuff that I mentioned, this wokeism. We get into a lot of foolishness, trying to teach the kids and in schools at a young age that they're not what God called them to be, a, a little boy, a little girl. You'd be, you'd be, whatever you feel, that's what you believe that you are. See, that's demonism, to teach kids that. And every person that tries to teach a kid that, and parents don't find out, don't know nothing about it, they should sue them with everything they have and take their kids out of that school and put them into another school that's going to respect the children's respect the parents. And it should be an open book with every parent when they go to a school, they need to look at the curriculum, look at the 
agendas. Look at everything. Now, uh, this scripture is tremendous scripture here because it'll knock incorrectness out of us and knock into us biblical correctness. You know, you'll get into a lot of foolishness, my friend, getting away from the word of God. Now, so I, I, I take some time out to uh, just meddle with that for a little bit. Uh, I look like I'm going to have to come back to this again, but let me meddle with this a little bit more, just the scripture itself. You need to make a choice. You need to make a choice right now. And I'm going to say some more things about this political correctness next time we do this program. I'm going to define it and get into it a little bit deeper than what I'm, I'm doing right now. But, you know, the thing that you need to be following, my friend, is the truth. And Jesus said the truth will make you free. That The word of God is truth. Jesus is truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Now, uh, you know, and when you get into truth, it becomes a thing that's offensive. That's the thing I'm going to talk about next time. You know, Jesus said, woe into the world because of offenses. Offenses must come. Now, there's a different type of offense. It can be an unrighteous uh, offense or righteous offense. But, you know, we got to sometimes shake things up and be willing to uh, be people used of God to cause offenses to people that are going away from the word of God. And Walter Martin, I'm going to say this in closing, Walter Martin, my mentor, said something so profound one time, and he said, controversy for controversy's sake is a sin, but controversy for truth's sake is a divine imperative. Let me say that one more time. Now, this was my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin. We'd look him up, and he started the book, wrote the book, the famous book, The Kingdom of the Cults. I'm a cult expert as well. Going to churches, I teach on all sorts of different cults and isms, but I teach mainly on sound doctrine because I wrote a book on the Trinity, and I wrote another book on five essentials of the historic Christian faith, and I go into churches and do a PowerPoint and bless the church immensely. And then I also have a tremendous PowerPoint on spiritual warfare that so many churches need, homes need, marriages need, you know. So, but Walter Martin once said, controversy for controversy's sake is a sin, but controversy for truth's sake is a divine imperative. And that's the word of God. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It cuts, my friend, you know, uh, the writer of Hebrews, I think, is in Hebrews 4 and 12. It's a sharper than a two-edged sword, and it got two blades. And I'm going to tell you something that you may have never known. The blade can go out. You can send it out if you're doing what God called you to do. You can send it out, and the blades will go and cut people and correct them. But I tell you, one of those blades will go out if you're not living right, and you're involved with all of this political correctness and all this foolishness. One of the blades is going to go out and correct and cut the world, but that other blade going to come back and cut you and chop you up. So right now we're going to have a prayer of repentance for you who are hearing this message. I want you to repeat this after me. Dear Lord, forgive me for getting into a lot of foolishness, getting into things that 
has been correcting our lives outside of the Bible. And Lord, I repent of that right now. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and once again, we want to thank all of our listening audience who have been so faithful in praying for this ministry. It is a prayer-driven ministry, and we can't thank you enough for constantly Uh, lifting us up before the throne of grace. We know those prayers are are, uh, helping us to continue to do this ministry effectively. Those prayers are helping us keep going day after day, week after week, and here we are 20 years down the road almost, and it's because of your prayers. So we can't thank you enough, and we want to encourage you to continue to pray. We need those prayers. Nothing uh, of any importance happens unless it's bathed in prayer. And so we want to keep this ministry bathed in as much prayer as possible so that we are in alignment with what God has called us to do. And we also want to thank you for your financial giving. We can't thank you enough for partnering with us financially to keep us going. It's 400 a week to maintain the cost of broadcasting. And, uh, you know, that's no small feat. Dr. Buckner and I don't receive any pay. This is everything that comes in goes right back into paying for airtime. And so we know that God's hand is upon this ministry as he's put his hands upon so many of you and encouraged you to continue to give generously to keep this ministry on the air. There's two ways that you can donate. You can uh, address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much simpler and easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. Those funds will go toward uh, keeping the broadcast going. And as the questions and the comments and the word of God goes forth, lives are being touched and changed for time and eternity as a result of your giving. I always say one day you'll stand before God. He's going to say, turn around and look. And you'll see a vast multitude of people. You're going to ask the Lord, who are these people? And he's going to tell you that these are the folks that entered into our kingdom as a result of your giving. So we want to encourage you to keep praying and keep generously giving to keep this ministry going. All right, uh, just a quick announcement. Next week, uh, we will not be live in the studio, but we will bring you the best of contending 
for the faith. And uh, Dr. Buckner said it was okay for me to make this announcement. I wasn't sure at first, but just to let you know, um, years and years ago while I was in high school, I used to play with a band in the Bay Area called Silk and Soul. And we're having a reunion after, uh, gosh, it's been, what, 40 years, 50 years? So we're all coming back together, the 17-piece band with, with horn section in the works. And we'll be performing next Saturday night at, at the Ashkenaz Community Center. It's located at 1317 San Pablo Avenue in Berkeley, California. Uh, the show begins at 730. Um, the cost of admission is $20 in advance and 25 at the door. And so this is a, a, you know, a full horn section, and we'll be doing a lot of uh, oldies but moldies, shall we say, Tower of Power, Earth, Wind, and Fire, that kind of thing. And so it's going to be a, a great time, uh, family-friendly event. Once again, Saturday, uh, next Saturday, uh, August 13th, at the Ashkenaz Community Center, that's at uh, 1317 San Pablo Avenue, Berkeley, California. I guess the doors open at 8 o'clock p.m. Um, so come on down. $20 in advance and $25 at the door. And you'll get to see me play lead guitar um, that night. And who knows, maybe I'll uh, do something special for Dr. Buckner and put the guitar behind my head and play it like I used to back in the day, right, Dr. Buckner? Amen. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. And I want to add another thing. Um, maybe you'll, you'll give out some uh, autographs as well. No, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is may God have mercy on your ears. Amen. Have <laughs> mercy on your fingers, huh? Right, right. And your voice, and your voice as well. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I will be singing. All right, enough of this. Let's get to the callers. Sophia's on line one. Well, let me just say this real quick, Gary, okay. one more point with that. Um, I have had the opportunity to go and experience Gary and them performing, and uh, in the Lord, they're very good. So anybody that comes, you'll really be blessed, and you'll really get a, a good treat there. And so they're very talented men and women, so you'll be blessed. All right, so Sophia, how you doing? Well, I'm now I'm fine because as if I wasn't, of course I'm crazy about both of you, but I got to tell you, Gary, now I'm so crazy about you, it's, my head's going to explode. I didn't know you played the guitar and sang and in a band. It's so fabulous. So I will <laughs> try to get there if I can get a ride because that is just, I, I'm just over the moon thinking about that. But I'll get back to it. So. And I tell as many people as I can, and I have friends in Berkeley, so I will try to do my best, because that is fabulous. Now, the, the thing that the reason I'm calling, to get back to a serious for a minute, that opening was so fabulous, I'm going to give two, before I get to my question real fast, I'm going to give two examples of saying about. So first at work, of course, I've been told early on not to wear my cross because it is hate speech. I said, how could it be hate speech? They said, because it offends people, and you know that. And so you continue to wear it so you're hateful. This is how twisted they're thinking. The other thing I want to mention, that just yesterday, yesterday it happened in San Diego County. I have a friend who has a seven-year-old daughter. No, it's six. She just turned six, but she's going into first grade. 
and the San Diego um, Unified um, School District made an announcement yesterday that that they will be teaching. She called the mother called for the curriculum. This is a public thing. You can go look it up. They said that they will be teaching that a man and a woman, a marriage between a man and a woman, is akin to slavery. And so if you do that, that is really the same. There's a word they use, something, something, oppression. So they will be facilitating, quote, unquote, look this up, facilitating um, young, this is a six- and seven-year-old. They will be facilitating, leading them to the queer or non-binary, whatever it's called, all this kind of lifestyle. This is a school district. So let me get to my question, but I have to throw that out there. The two well, let me say this on that real quick before you get to that. One of the things that a lot of people don't realize uh, messing with children, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, children are the apple of Christ's eye, and he loved children. And when people start to corrupt children, that is the future generation, that's what Satan is trying to do is if he can't wipe them out with genocide, he tries to wipe them out uh, with immorality and idolatry because this is what this is all about. But Jesus said, uh, if you offend one of these little ones, it's better off that a millstone was hung about your neck and you were cast into the midst of the sea. Wow. Uh, What people got to understand is that there will be severe judgment that's going to come upon uh, America and worldwide as they continue to do this stuff. uh, God is going to judge severely, and we're already seeing something happening severely with the monkeypox that's happening, Mm -hmm. and that's God speaking. And uh, the homosexual community, as much as they don't want to hear it, there's got to be a voice speaking out that's saying, like I'm doing, that you better listen to God because God is still giving you grace with that, that you're not falling over dead. Uh So I just want to bring that out in relationship to children and somebody listening to this program tonight that's getting into all of that, what I call demonism, uh, you're going to be experiencing some swift judgment from God and you better repent of that mentality. So anyway, I just wanted to add that to the, your, your point. No, I'm very happy you did. I didn't know of what that, that verse you quoted about the millstone. Um, yeah, they're in deep trouble. Um, yeah, because, you know, you have, in the, you have in the Old Testament when, you know, the people were throwing the, uh, the children into the fire of Molech, and uh-huh. they were doing these things, and God was judging these people, judging Israel, because they got involved with the pagan nations, and that was children that they were doing that with. And God yeah. came in and judged them severely. So this is really no difference. You just you, you may not throw them in the fire, but you're throwing their minds and their spirit into some dangerous hell. And God is gonna He's not he doesn't take that stuff lightly. People better wake up to that reality. So anyway, yeah, you know, so what's what's your question you have? Well, my question is, in light of what you're saying and what you always say in the opening, as which was so fabulous as well, that you're there to be biblical. So I, my question is, it's very hard for me. Now, um, precious uh, brother Rick has told me, you know, sometimes you have to, when you're talking about God, some people just want to argue. So you don't want to just, in, you know, in, get involved with that if they're not really going to really care what you say one way or the other. But I find Dr. Buckner, and I, 
I, I can't think, help it. I feel rage. And I'm very, I, of course, I prayed for President Biden when he was sick with COVID. I pray for everyone. I have no personal, you know, hatred. But still, I feel this rage. And I want to know, because it says, love your neighbor as yourself, does that mean that when I feel this anger, I'm committing a sin? Well, yes, if it's, uh, you know, because the Bible doesn't teach for us to be people of rage. Uh, because uh, the Bible commands us to be people of love and uh, forgiveness. And you look at Jesus on the cross. He's the like the epitome of what to do in the face of enemies and people uh -huh. doing, they were doing the most despicable things to our Savior and our Lord. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And what you have to understand is that the Bible commands us to to uh, be angry and sin not. So you have to replace the feeling of rage and repent of that, and you got to replace that with righteous anger, because it it tells us uh, in uh, Ephesians four and twenty six that be angry uh, and sin not. You know, let me read it to you here, uh, verse 26, be angry, uh, Ephesians 4 and 26, be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Uh, and so, and then you uh, couple that with James 1 and 19, uh, mm -hmm. because James 1 and 19 uh, tells us, wherefore my brethren, brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. So we are to have a righteous anger. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't go around with a righteous anger and be grieved because you see, right. uh, and then Paul, when he was in Acts chapter 17, if you read the whole chapter, the beginning of it, when he saw the uh, Epicureans and the Stoic philosophers having assigned to an unknown God, uh, it says, that his spirit was grieved in him. So he wasn't into rage, but he was grieved. And that's a word that you can use as grieve and righteously grieved and righteously angry. So, and and then the last thing I want to say regarding that is this, that um, you should always, you should get into a better understanding of spiritual warfare because People are not your enemy, no matter how bad they are. They are the victims, and Satan is the villain. The one that you should be in righteous rage with is Satan, not the people, because it tells us in Ephesians uh, you know, 6 and 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So uh, my daughter... Uh, my, our oldest daughter, she works for Southwest Airlines. She does reservations. And my, her husband and my our grandson, uh, my, her husband and my, our grandson, they load up the planes. <clears throat> but uh, she says, Dad, uh, some of the, because I'm in Houston, Texas, some of the white people that come in there, they'll say, uh, I don't want a black person 
to do reservations for me. I want a white person. Wow. And she said it, it, it hurts her. It hurts her when she hears that. But she says she remember me saying and teaching them at a young age, don't look at the person, but look at the spirit behind the person and fight that behind the, pe- the person. That's what Paul did in Acts 16. The young girl that had the spirit of divination, she was disrupting the, the, uh, the service, the prayer meeting, and Paul commanded the spirit to come out of her. And they said within an hour, it left. See, if the devil can get you to focus on the person and not the person behind the person, then he he manipulates you too. So you got to do a lot of work in that area and uh, and love your enemies, Jesus, and pray for them that despitefully use you. But you got to know who the real enemy is. People are not. It's Satan, and you got to pray that they will be delivered from that. And Gary, you want to add anything else to what I said? You know, yeah, I, I, I was going to say that you know we are God created our emotions. And as Dr. Buckner mentioned, it says we can be angry and sin not. So anger is there for a reason. We should be angry at injustice. We should be angry when we see children being molested or abused. Those things should move us to take some kind of action to protect our our loved ones, to protect children, or to get involved where we can see laws passed that will... uh, protect people in these situations, or that if you're a parent and you find out your child is in a school district and these things are are going on, well, you know, if it was me and my children were in the same boat and I find out that the school district is doing certain things uh, behind my back, I'm going to be angry and I'm going to go down to the school board and, you know, uh, make a case but scripture says that we have not been given a spirit by which to fear, but one of power and love and of a sound mind. Uh, Galatians talks about one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So we never go out of control. We never rage. But at the same time, we have anger and God gives us that anger so that we can take action against this evil, against injustice. We recognize Satan is behind it and is manipulating people. At the same time, we have to make sure that we're doing things that will protect our children, protect our loved ones. Amen. Good word, Brother Gary. And uh, Sophia, we hope we've said some things to encourage you. Yes, I just want to say quickly, I I can't thank you guys enough. You you always help me so much. Maybe the word rage. Hello? Yes, yeah, we're, we're here. Oh, okay. You know, maybe the word rage, you know, was a little too extreme. I, my English, I guess I meant angry. But both mm-hmm. of you, you, what you just said, Dr. Buckner and Brother Gary, it, it helps me so much to remember the enemy. And so it takes away, and of course I do pray for my enemies, but thank you so much. I, I don't know what I'd do without the two of you and without contending for the faith, and you just helped me so much. So now I can focus my, my my feelings in the right place, which is Satan. Thank you so much, and God bless you both. You're welcome. Let's pray for you before you go, and then we'll let you go. But we're going to pray for you around that, Brother Gary. Yes, Lord, we just thank you for our sister Sophia. And we pray, Lord God, you've given her a tender heart toward the things of God. And, Lord God, she's, she, she's passionate about you and her love for you. It reminds me of David when he stepped up to the, uh, the 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 battlefront and, and Goliath was there and he he was upset because this uncircumcised Philistine was 
basically talking about the God that he loved. And so we, we feel those things. God, you've given us emotions. And we just pray that you would bless Sophia to use her emotions wisely, to always act within self-control. And Lord God, that you continue to give her that passion for you and that love for people and a desire to serve you and to know and to grow in your word, Lord God. Protect her and keep her safe in every situation and bless her with continuous wisdom and knowledge and understanding in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hold your head up. Thank you, Gary. Hold your head up, Sophia, because at least you're reaching out for answers, and that's going to equip you. We want more people to do that that you're doing. God bless you. God bless you both. All right. I think we are at that break time. So we'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. All right. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And once again, we, we just want to thank all of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith. As I said earlier, this is a prayer-driven ministry, and without your prayers, we don't know where we would be. And so we want to encourage you continue, continue, continue to pray contending for the faith. It is so vital. And also, we want to encourage you and thank you for your uh, generous giving over the many, many years that we've been on the air. You've kept us going, and we so, so appreciate it. There's two ways that you can donate. Address a check or a money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way to give is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Once again, we just want to let you know that next Saturday night, we will be out of the studio, and you'll be able to uh, hear the best of Contending for the Faith. We won't be... uh, live, so don't call in, but listen in, because you'll still be blessed by um, one of our better programs. Uh, So we want to encourage you, continue to listen, continue to give. All right, Dr. Buckney, about ready to go back to the callers? Let's do that, uh, Brother Gary. All right, so we have Brother Rick online, too. Hey, Brother Rick, how you doing? Hey, how about yourself? Oh, we're truly blessed, truly blessed. And what's on your heart tonight? Yeah, I'll start with the question first, and then I want to make a comment on Sophia. Okay. okay. All right. In, in the book of Genesis, we know that God speaks very strongly when we hear the word God said throughout the uh, book of Genesis. Is there any anything stronger than that? Well, you know, that's a good question, and... Uh, you know, most of the things that God says is so strong in and of itself, but there's, there seems to be, there, there it is, not seem to be, a change in God's language uh, to uh, the, uh, the people uh, and as he's creating and everything like that, and, to, and especially to Adam and Eve, 
and, and especially starting off with Adam, because you have God constantly, and God said, you know, uh, Genesis 1 and 3, in verse 6, God said, verse 9, God said, verse 11, God said, verse 14, God said, 20, God said, you know, uh, and over and over, God said, verse 24, and then verse 26, God said, and then verse 29, God said, and then you have a change coming up with something that even seems to be stronger, where it says uh, in verse 8, uh, let's see, well, no, uh, Genesis 2 uh, and uh, verse 4, the Lord God, and then verse 7, the Lord God, verse 8, the Lord God, and then verse 16, the Lord God, then the Lord God. What you're getting, and you continue to go with that, verse 21, the Lord God, and uh, throughout that. So what you're getting is uh, God said in relationship to creation, and then when you're getting ready to the creation of man, and everything that he is about, God is revealing to him that this is becoming a personal uh, relationship with a walk with God and, a, and talking with God. He's as, as Lord of their life, as ruler of their life, as the one who is in control, even though he's giving them dominion and they messed it up, He's still letting them know that I'm the one that's ultimately in charge. It's kind of like a, a father who turns everything over to the son uh, or daughter. And he just simply says, you know, you take over. But I'm going to let you know that if you have any severe issues, connect with me because I'm the ultimate one that's in charge. So God is letting them know that when it gets into the Lord God, Man, you could do. You should. People should do a study on that. That's powerful. The change up like that, and what God is trying to say. God said, then all of a sudden it changes up to the Lord God. He's telling you, you better be starting to live under my lordship, my ownership, my rulership, my stewardship. Better get into get shipped into all of those ships right there where you mess around and, you know. You know, wreck yourself or something like that. So, anyway, hopefully that helps out, brother Rick. That's that's excellent. Thank, thanks for uh, sharing that. You're welcome. That's and amazing. you want to say something quickly to Sophia? Then we have to get try to get to our last call. Thanks for word of encouragement. I mean, she she shared the uh, she shared the news of what's going on in San Diego. Mm-hmm. But I want to mention that in other parts of the country, the parents have taken charge. And they won't put up with that gap on the school boards. Mm-hmm. So I just want to put that as a word of encouragement. What needs to be going on in places like San Diego and even here? Mm-hmm. We gotta get we gotta get to our school boards. Mm-hmm. And let them know what we think about it. Right. And really come on strong. Amen. That's a There's good too point. Too many of us that are too busy yeah. right now, and that's why we're seeing a lot of this mess. Yes. Well, that's a good that's a good point, and that's a, a vital point right there as well, Brother Rick. Thank you so much, Brother, and God bless you. Thank you always for your good questions. All right, so let's go to Lee on line three. Hello, Lee. How are you doing? 
Hi, thank you for taking my call. You know, I'm trying to memorize scripture, and I just finished, but it's taken me months to memorize Psalm 91. Do you have any tips for memorizing large passages of scripture, not just a verse here and there, or even four or five verses, but like all of Psalm 91? It's taken me months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it, sometimes it takes time. Uh, and let me just give you a, a few tips for memorizing long scriptures. Uh, you have to read the scriptures and just meditate. Uh, meditation uh, leads to memorization. So you, you you got to take some more time into meditation. That's what I do. And I dissect verses and I, I'll take one verse and then I'll take another. A lot of times what we do, we try to do too much at once and it becomes overwhelming, but we have to have the mentality like uh, the children of Israel, they studied the Bible verse by verse and precept by precept, and they meditated upon it. And that's what it talks about uh, even in, uh, you know, uh, Proverbs, you know, we meditate and uh, Psalms as well, we meditate. So meditation leads to memorization and you take it verse by verse, precept by precept. And then uh, you also asked the Holy Spirit uh, to uh, help you. Because a lot of times when we get into scriptural memorization, we never include the Holy Spirit uh, to be a part of that uh, because that's very important. So it tells us in John chapter 14 through 16, you know, that we should, uh, the Holy Spirit is there to teach us and guide us and bring all things to our remembrance. So if we include the Holy Spirit, a lot of times when you're struggling with something, he'll bring that to your remembrance and he will empower you to be able to uh, take in something on a, uh, with a bigger challenge. And then the other thing is, um, it's always helpful to get, uh, you know, cards, you know, and, and on the cards, put them up uh, in your car, uh, in your bathroom, uh, on the refrigerator, uh, just scriptures that you're trying to memorize with a long verse of scripture, and you just meditate it on a day and night. And, you know, and the scripture says that you'll sooner or later get it if you just you know, have faith in God that you can do all things through Christ to strengthen you, Philippians 4 and 13. So don't be weary in well-doing because in due season you reap if you faint not. Uh, just meditate uh, and get the uh, memory cards. Take it verse by verse, precept by precept, and ask the Holy Spirit to bring it to your remembrance. And, uh, uh, and then it'll get to the point where, as it says in Colossians 3 and 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you, dwell in us richly. So we have to lay aside quantity and quality time with God. And that's the thing that, uh, Gary, we've always talked about a lot. I'll let you say some things about this, whether we hear from her, that we talk about FaceTime and just having that quantity, quality time. The more time we spend with God, 
in prayer and in the Word of God and in meditation, it starts to become a natural thing. So um, hopefully some of the things I've said help you out. It, it did a lot. In fact, I think that I, I've done some of those things, and what I'm doing is so that I don't have to run to my Bible. As I'm walking through the day with gas so expensive, I've been walking a lot more, and I've been saying that to myself. I've just I've gotten stuck, but, um, but I finally got it. Uh, all of Psalm 91 today, and that's why I was thinking when I, and it is, it's dwelling in me so richly, it was just falling out of me. In fact, I have the first five verses of Psalm 103, and then, of course, everyone knows Psalm 23, and then Psalm 91, so I make my own prayer, and yes, when I'm see, walking, see. I say all three of them, but if yeah, I hold another doing, one... <laughs> yeah, what you're doing is you're meditating day and night. You're out exactly. walking and you're meditating on it yes. and you're meditating on it at night and it becomes a natural yes. thing. You know what? Uh, yes. Call us back again. We hear that music and it's time for us to, to go, but we appreciate your call. Thank All you. right. Thank well, so please keep your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind to equip, exhort and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.